Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference, and thanks for listening to our program here this morning. Um, on the line, we have with us Pete Newburn. Pete is um, an ecumenical officer with the Diocese of Joliet, and they had a very interesting program this past Saturday. It was a virtual ecumenical prayer rally for racial justice, and here to talk about it is Pete Newburn. Pete, you with us? Yes, good morning, Bob. Good, good morning. To be with you, and good morning to all the listeners. Yeah, good morning, Pete. So it was kind of an interesting program. Um, it was a virtual rally for uh, racial justice, and so it was done sort of, what, over the Internet. And um, it, I just looked at the uh, uh, the lineup. It's quite an ambitious lineup that you did, and I don't know how long it took you. When I, when I saw this, I thought, geez, this thing must have went all day, but it only was like an hour and 40 minutes, according to your program. You have pretty much hour a virtual minutes, who's who here of, of people. So I, I'd urge people to take a look at this. It's on your website at www dioceseofjoliet.org. But why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what the uh, rally was and how it came about? Yeah, well, we from the moment of the original idea to the event was about 10 days. Wow. There and you go. So we, re- we really threw it together fast, and um, we just felt like as a diocese we needed to do something, and we wanted it to be broader than the Diocese of Joliet. So um, Bishop Pates, who is our apostolic administrator, we're waiting to get a new bishop, right. um, but he's serving us wonderfully in this interim period. And he's very passionate about this and really wanted to have an event that would have two purposes. One is to express solidarity with those who are suffering the injustice of racism. And secondly, and, and importantly, to really challenge and inspire the privileged white middle-class whites of our community to conversion, to reflection, and to action. And so that was our goal. Uh, we just wanted to have a mix of black and white, male and female, uh, Latina as well, presence. And, um, and also across denominations. So we had three local pastors from the Joliet area, two of which were African-American. We had the uh, Lutheran ELCA bishop from all of northern Illinois right. came to participate. Um, and uh, for a main speaker, we had Vincent Cornelius, who is a young African-American man who is uh, uh, was a lawyer and recently appointed as a circuit judge for Will County and um, a graduate of the University of St. Francis, which co-sponsored mm. the event, and he was an excellent speaker. It was a really great event. What were the main points that people were communicating over the over the rally? What, what were the salient points come out of it? Well, Bishop Tate started it off by mentioning the date of 1619, when the first ship of slaves arrived from Africa to the United States. We have COVID-19 and we have 1619, the, the two kind of big issues that are going on right now, and um, just kind of put it in the context of how this is a time for us to reflect uh, Elizabeth Roman, who is our director of Hispanic and ethnic mm-hmm. ministries and really a national person, uh, she gave a very passionate uh, appeal in Spanish 
to ask for justice, for equality, for an end to hate, that we're all children of God. She spoke as being a mother of two sons and the fear that she has experienced as the mother of a black or brown child that every mother goes through. And we cannot accept the discrimination or sin of racism. Do you have any idea, um, were you able to pull off or, or discern who all participated in the rally? Is it, is it possible to tell that? Well, as of last night, I noticed we had 583 viewers okay. um, who had seen the program. I imagine that will grow. Again, uh, Diocese of Joliet, um, uh, on YouTube, you'll be able to scroll down and find this ecumenical rally for racial justice if you'd like to view it. Um, I, I think in, our original plan was to have a, 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 an in-person gathering, yeah. and and in some ways, I think the plan to go virtual allowed more people to participate, which was wonderful. Yeah, I, I, I would wonder if you would have been able to get 600 people to attend an event like this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, it, these numbers are, are all over the place right now, but it's it's kind of hard in a 10 days notice to be able to get 600 people to come to such an event. I don't know. Maybe you could have, but uh, I think that's pretty impressive because you just said that this was on Saturday and that's how many views you've had so far. And that number mm-hmm. will probably go up from 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 here, I would think. Um, so do you what was the outcome? So the outcome of it was uh, what do you think you will do something like this again? Was there any kind of path forward uh, of what to what to do? Um, I, I don't know if you were able to catch the very first segment that we had on the program this morning, but we I, I interviewed. Did. Danielle Brown from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and the Bishops Conference has a document um, that was put out in 2018, and it has a study guide. And I'm just wondering if that was referenced, or do you think that would be useful at all? Yeah, when that came out, our office looked at it, and um, we've had some some seminars on it. But now okay. more than ever, people are really uh, looking at this issue, and I, I, I think, I hope, doing a lot of Mm self-reflection. I know I have been doing a lot of personal reflection and soul-searching. You know, this was one of many opportunities to listen and learn, to be challenged, to pray, and to really reflect, for me, as a comfortable, privileged, middle-class white person, um, how am I involved in, in this societal sin? And personally... I, it's an opportunity for me to reflect on my own attitudes about racism. And we hope that this was a small way of pushing this for, issue forward and putting it in a context of the teachings of the Church and the invitation for Christian unity and for human unity that every person is created in the image and likeness of God and worthy of all dignity. One of the things I've noticed in terms of the lineup of the speakers you've had is it, this is not a Catholic event. It's an ecumenical event, or uh, is many other uh, faiths were represented. Um, I noticed you had the pastor of the of Judson Church in Joliet, and, and you mentioned already the gentleman, Vince Cornelius, who is a, who's a judge, and I think he's the president of the Illinois State Bar Association now. Um, is there any—the uh, evangelical um, Lutheran Church was represented— was there any uh, things that you gleaned from their take on this that are, are slightly different from ours, or is it basically the, the, the same kind of uh, themes throughout? 
Well, there was a real sense of collaboration and unity in pulling this mm-hmm. event together, which was a real blessing. I, I, as an ecumenical officer for our diocese, I'm all about promoting opportunities for unity across denominational lines, and especially across racial lines. Um, you know, I, I think the different speakers all spoke very passionately, but also very personally. And one thing that really struck me was was the message from Vincent Cornelius, the mm-hmm. circuit court judge. He had five S words uh, that he invited us to take specific actions. See, speak, stand, stay, and study. Hmm. He said, and, and this is what really struck me. He said, see my color. I can't afford for you to be colorblind, you know, as a white person. And I've been guilty of saying that. Oh, I, you know, I'm colorblind. I don't notice the color. Well, that's really a false way to look at it. He said, see me. See both the beauty and the burdens of my color. And then he said, speak. Do not be silent. Demand with us for justice. And stand in solidarity. Stand when we're taken down as we as you stand when we score a touchdown, was one of his <laughs> lines. <laughs> and stay, continue to stand by our side. And then he invited us to study the history, study the journey, listen and learn. So those calls to action I thought were very uh, appropriate and challenging and an opportunity for all of us to reflect on. See, speak, stand, stay, and study. Did I get it right? That's right. Very good. The five S's. That's a a, a good lesson from this. Pete, thanks uh, for taking some time to join us this morning. And once again, if why don't you give us the uh, uh, web address if people want to go on YouTube or the diocesan website to look at uh, what the uh, ecumenical uh, rally was this weekend. How do they uh, how do they access that? Yeah, thanks, Bob. You can go to the Diocese of Joliet website, and on the front page, there's a link to the event, which is recorded, and you can go right now or anytime and uh, click on that and watch it. Or if you go to YouTube and just type in a search for Diocese of Joliet and scroll down, it's you'll w- see w- the event. Or www.dioceseofjoliet.org will get you there. That's correct. Pete, thanks so much for yeah. taking some time this morning. Uh, congratulations on a successful rally. Thank you very much, Bob. Great to be with you. Thank you. you. And thanks for everybody for listening uh, and joining our program this morning. Um, Our rundown, uh, Daniel Brown and Pete Newberg, uh, Professor uh, Philpott, and, uh, of course, uh, Bishop Hicks leading the way on reopening the churches. This is Bob Gilligan. We'll be back on the third Monday in the month of July. Wow. Uh, Have a good summer, everybody, or at least a good summer until July, because summer will still be going on in July.